Welcome to the Next Generation Construction Podcast, brought to you by G4C, the young professional voice of the built environment. We are hopefully here to inspire the next generation of our industry. and welcome to the Next Generation Construction Podcast. My name is Demi McCoyd and I'm the last one to do their introductory episode. So if you have already listened to our previous episodes, you'll have had the pleasure of meeting both Jack and Lydia, my amazing co-hosts of the podcast and great friends who I've met through G4C. Together, we're here to tell you about G4C, its purpose, aims and achievements and how you can get involved. And through this podcast, we hope to talk about key topics in the industry, have some guest speakers so we can do panel discussions, and overall, we hope it connects more people in the industry. So for this episode, I won't go over what G4C is, as Jack already covered this in episode one. Please do go back and give that a listen if you haven't, or you can always find out more by visiting the G4C website. So now, I guess I'm here to share my ideas on what G4C is to me, And then for the main part of the podcast, I'll tell you a little bit about myself, my educational background, my current role in the industry, and in the hopes that I can give you some insight and tips about the construction industry overall. And I'll wrap up by sharing my thoughts of what I personally am striving to achieve in my education and career, and as co-chair for G4C Yorkshire and Humber. So now I'm just going to tell you a little bit about how I, how I began getting involved with G4C. Um, it was actually mentioned to me by one of my colleagues who asked me to attend an event in Leeds with them. I'd never actually heard of G4C before, so naturally I didn't really know what to expect. Um, the event we went to was looking at how technology is shaping the future of the construction industry. And the day had fantastic speakers from different sectors and they held panel discussions which really give people a chance to learn and voice their own ideas. And if you know me well, you know I love a good opportunity to ask questions. And so I remember putting my hand up like a million times and I think I started to get a little bit noticed. (laughs) For good reasons, I hope. Um, But we also split into groups and presented our own ideas on some questions they gave us. And I remember being asked to get up in front of everyone and present. And I was actually really nervous, so I don't really remember what I was what was said. Um, but then after this, the event carried on and became a social. And this really gave me the chance to get to know people. And I soon realized there was like no need to be nervous. Everyone was super lovely and just as passionate about the construction industry as I am. And it was just such a great night. Speaking of which, the next event I went to was the Yorkshire Humber Awards Night in Sheffield. It was such a fantastic event, the foods, the entertainment, it was so great to meet all of the outstanding people there and the companies that was represented. Um, G4C really does give young professionals a platform to not only excel, but be recognised for their achievements too. But it was after this, um, a little while actually, until I became more involved in the G4C committees. Um, This was through the G4C virtual event. So as mentioned in the previous episodes by Jack and Lydia, G4C created a virtual project in March 2020, which gave the regions an opportunity to reflect on the changes occurring due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And as teams across regions, we each created and presented a proposal of how we thought the industry needed to improve and how this could be achieved. 
So I was involved um, in the East Riding team and as a group we discussed several interests for the project and actually decided we wanted to focus on the way we could apply the updated REBA 2020 stages to our work processes and how we utilise them to enhance our communication and collaboration with our in-house clients. We hoped this could assist us in determining not only our areas for improvement, but also help bring recognition to the successes we were achieving. The illustrations we created for the presentation uses a racetrack to symbolise the REBA stages, with hurdles representing the observations and solutions we determined for each stage. And then each lane of the racetrack expressed our individual professions, which there was three. There was me, the architectural designer, Dan, the quantity surveyor, and Mike, who was uh, project managing. And we hoped it would improve our awareness and appreciation of each individual role. By utilising this tool, we also recognised overlaps and ways to reduce duplication and inefficiencies to improve our overall communication and collaboration. There were so many great ideas that came from doing the virtual project and I'm not going to be able to discuss them all. Um, just to mention some of the um, scope of what we were looking at, there they came to be a mentoring scheme from it. Um, some groups were looking at discussing um, how we could improve the industry image. And then also another group decided that they wanted to take people behind the hoarding of construction and show people what was really happening on site. But the virtual project not only produced fantastic and diverse proposals, we formed a new virtual network which really brought together all of the regions. And I've really enjoyed speaking on a regular basis to discuss current topics affecting the built environment, but as well just connecting socially and learning about each other's experiences. So this for me was my first real input into G4C. And then since then, I became the regional co-chair for Yorkshire and Humber. And I feel really proud and passionate to be part of this wonderful organisation. And I hope I can give back as much as G4C has given to me so far. Now I'm going to tell you a little bit about my educational background. I'm going to skip over the GCSEs because everyone loved those. So leaving school, I knew I wanted to do something creative and I decided to do a 3D design diploma. The course covered so many subjects. I did jewellery, ceramics, lighting, furniture, sculptures, interior design and architectural design. And as I was growing up, my parents just used to always watch building programmes, so Property Ladder, Homes Under the Hammer, Grand Designs. And I'm not sure if this is what truly influenced me to pick architecture in the end, but I do remember when I was in school, I used to use my maths book, you know, because it has all of the grids. Um, and I'd just constantly be drawing floor plans and making them on sims. So I guess maybe it was written that I always wanted to be an architect. So after the two years of my diploma, I decided to look at career options and I went to study architecture at the University of Lincoln. My time at university taught me so many things. Some experiences were more tough than others, and actually, in my second year, I decided I needed to take a year out and focus on my health and happiness, because architecture degrees are no joke. There's no exams, but it's constant coursework, so there was just a lot of pressure to constantly perform and a lot of late nights. 
The year out really helped me refocus and I realised that architecture was more than just a career, it was my passion. And so I went back into my second year with this new love and actually my first project in the second year got me nominated for the Women in Property Awards in 2017. For this, I attended an interview in Leeds where I spoke about my project with five industry professionals and then answered five questions. Honestly, this experience really boosted my confidence. I love speaking with such inspiring people and I ended up winning the Yorkshire and Northeast Regional Award. Following this, I was invited to interview at AHR in Leeds and I worked there for several months. This gave me my first experience of architecture as a professional and I absolutely loved it and I learned so much. I then went on to compete at the National Women in Property Awards. This time the interview was only five minutes long and I had five questions to really sell myself. They asked me things like, what qualities would I look for in a business partner? What are my thoughts on modern methods of construction? And then the final question was, if I could have a meal with someone who died, who would it be? I think that one really tested us because it was so random. And the winner I remember actually said Elvis Presley, so she could get an autograph for her mum. The awards were held at Claridge's in London and my parents and my fiance and I were all in black tie and ball gowns. It was the first time in my life when I had a drink, which cost as much as my hotel fee for the night. It truly was the greatest achievement so far for me and I will never forget the experience. I graduated university with a first class honours, so all my hard work really paid off. And the icing on the cake was that I was nominated by my university for the Reba Student Awards. So for those of you who don't know, to become a qualified architect, you must complete a part one undergraduate, a part two masters, and a part three, which has final exam interviews and a case study, along with at least 24 months experience working in an architectural practice. It takes at least seven years to complete. After finishing my part one, I began looking for work in Manchester, Sheffield, Leeds and Leicester. So it was quite a surprise when I received an invitation to interview for the East Riding Yorkshire Council. I had lived in Hull all of my life, except for uni, and I had never known the council had a building and design department. I have worked for Erif for nearly two and a half years now, and I am gaining fantastic experience working alongside talented people, and most importantly to me, I'm working on projects which improve the lives of people in my local communities. Erif has supported me with so many things, especially with my education. It was brought to my attention by my manager that apprenticeships are now available routes to completing the part two and part three qualifications. Following this, I applied and was accepted to join the Oxford Brooks Architectural Apprenticeship. Being able to work and complete my education is the perfect scenario for me. I didn't want to go back to student living. I had already begun living my life with my fiance and we wanted to buy our first home. The apprenticeship gives me financial independence, a supportive working environment to assist my development and the opportunity to learn from highly respected lecturers and professionals. I hope to complete my apprenticeship by 2024 and become an architect. So I'm going to finish the podcast now by telling you all why I'm doing what I'm doing and what I hope I can achieve. It may not seem like it, but sometimes I do struggle with my mental health. 
Quite often I'm worrying too much and I don't always believe in myself. I want to continue being part of G4C because I think I can learn things about myself and my profession and my passions, which I can't learn anywhere else. It's really nice to be part of a network which is not my job, my apprenticeship or my private life. Connecting with like-minded people and learning from each other, I believe it's going to help me fulfill my potential. I also want to help others achieve their ambitions and I hope together we can make some positive changes to the construction industry. Thank you for listening. I hope you come back and listen to our future episodes. This was a Next Generation Construction podcast brought to you by G4C, the young professional voice of the built environment. We are hopefully here to inspire the next generation of our industry.